recording in progress. I like that. How does this look weird? Oh, that's a new little uh, addition to this, huh? I don't remember that letting you know when the thing's recording. Yeah, I didn't see that earlier. Oh, <laughs> that, that was kind of cool, actually. Yeah. All right, so we're talking UFC 263 from Arizona at the Gila River Arena sold-out crowd. And it was the main event was Marvin Vittori challenging Israel Adesanya for the uh, middleweight. Middleweight, middleweight championship. Thank you. Uh, we'll start there with the main event. Um. The judges all had this five rounds to zero out of Sonya. I kind of thought Vittori won the first round. He got a takedown on him. He had a little bit of control. Um, He had a tough time getting back up in that first round. But other than that, it was pretty much domination the rest of the fight. Adesanya did what he does to mostly everybody in this division, which is he he just makes guys look confused. And I don't know, like, I know last time Rogan and DC were just jizzing all over the faint game, but his feints are so unorthodox and he gets people just, they look baffled and like, they just don't know what to do. And I think one of the biggest problems with Marvin Vittori in this fight is he couldn't adjust. He kept trying to do the same thing over and over. He kept going for a single leg up against the cage. Um, and he could never get it, but uh, Adesanya's takedown defense was spectacular. And even the few times Vittori did take him down, he was reversed almost immediately. And then from there, he just chopped him down on the legs and and pieced him up, um, standing up. Props for uh, to for Vittori for staying in there, but I mean, it was a one-sided affair. Uh, we'll start with you first, Greg. What'd you take away from it? Yeah, I thought Vittori won four rounds to one, to be honest with you. Uh, clear and cut, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I think, I think, you know, you kind of see this pattern now of people that fight Adesanya where I think they're so intimidated by his timing and his striking that they have his, – his opponents have a really hard time finding a rhythm. And the only person I think that had – success and they just didn't give a fuck about his striking at all was Gaslam. Gaslam yeah. did the best against him and well Blahovic just beat him. Well, in I'm the division. Saying, we're, we're talking about in the division. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying in the division, he's the only one who really didn't care about Izzy striking and and was willing to take shots coming in where a lot of people are 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 reserved and they they keep their distance which is exactly where Izzy wants you. He wants to keep the distance cuz he's so lengthy. The guy has like an 80 inch range, reach, you know? Um, so Izzy just does a good job and his takedown defense, not only his takedown defense, but his grappling has improved because he did get some reversals. I thought he was in a very bad spot when, when Vittori got him uh, on his back and got the rear naked choke, but he was able to, to roll over and get into his guard and, and get the rape choke on him. And so, you know, he was in a, he, that was the only time in the whole fight. I think he was actually in, in a bad spot, you know? But yeah. massive improvements from, from Adesanya and, and, you know, I do agree that I think Vittori should have listened to uh, Rafael Cordero a little bit more and switched it up. He kept telling him, you know, go to the body, switch it up, and every shot was a headshot, you know? His coaches were telling him he was losing. I mean, yeah. and Vittori thought he won that fight, which is fucking just insane, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about delusional. Yeah. Uh, what say you, Rich? Uh I, I don't want to go over everything you guys just said because obviously we're all in agreement here. I just right. kind of want to go over a couple things, like uh, like how Adesanya did um, uh, get better from the the Lahovich fight um, on that takedown defense, especially. It, it really looked like he did take his time and work those positions, you know, through his camp or whatever it was. Um, and you know, again, just agreeing like those feints and the way he moves and how unorthodox he is, you know, I, I said it myself. I think I, I think I sent it on the group text on the group text. He reminds me of Anderson Silva when he first came out and nobody could figure out yeah. Anderson Silva. And I think, I believe either Rogan or, or uh, DC said the same exact thing either today or uh, on the fight. 
that he kind of reminded him of, of Anderson Silva. I mean, you know, th that is just the way he came back from that loss from Blahovich is incredible. Um, I think going back to that for a second, I think the weight did have something to do with it because yeah. Izzy came in at like 200 and Blahovich was like 2,090. Mm. And it, it's just a different, you know, it's just a different thing. But yeah. uh, I can't, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think Marvin Matori, um, you know, he's too buff and too meat-headed. And he, I think he trains that way. And the, the muscles just eat up that oxygen, man. Like, and that's, and you could see that. And, and I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit because he was super, super tough and had a lot of heart, dude. I actually expected yeah. less from him than what I saw, less heart. And and actually, I thought he was gonna break sooner um, and he didn't break at all. He went the whole five rounds and he even thought he won. Like, yeah. that's pretty crazy. So I, I was surprised by that, but I wasn't surprised that Israel dominated the whole thing. Get to get back to the weight difference. You figure Vittori's cutting to 185. So he probably walks around, let's just say 210. Now, Blahovich is probably cutting to 205, and he probably walks around 235, sure. 240. For sure. Right, so right. I think, you know, think about your takedown defense. You know, you're, you're going to have an easier time defending that takedown with somebody who may have 10, 15 pounds on you versus fucking 40. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you can have all the takedown defense in the world, but if you're going up against a guy that's just so much more powerful and larger than you, it's going to make it a lot tougher. And I think you're seeing, like you said, Izzy went into the Blahovich fight. I think he weighed in at 193 or something. So yeah, like, he was under 205. Yeah, he didn't even put on the weight for that fight, and, and it showed. And I think he's back where he belongs now, and and he's back on top. Um, he challenged Robert Whitaker again, which obviously that's the next fight to make. Whitaker yeah. is another guy, Greg, that, uh, just to challenge your point. He did try to go toe to toe with Izzy, and he paid the fucking price for it because he got for knocked sure. out twice in that fight. For sure. But everybody else, yeah, they, they just look completely hypnotized, and they don't know what to do. Romero, Costa, now um, Vittori. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on. There are guys that just seem completely mystified by this guy, and they, they just yeah. they cannot figure him out. So you know, and and going back to the the. Uh, uh, Blakovich fight it's there was two two things that I think really was was what won him that fight and what really made the difference that you saw in that fight that you don't see in other Izzy fights and one he was losing the striking which you don't see that often he was right. losing the striking war in that fight and yeah. because he was losing that striking fight he was in the middle of the cage the whole time and that's where Jan got a majority of his takedowns was right out in the open and right. not against that cage where a lot of people like Brunson and you saw it with Vittori, they try to go against the cage and Izzy's so long and lengthy. Once he spreads those legs out against the cage, it's really hard to suck him up, take him down. So when he's out in the center, which is where Vittori got that first takedown and it was the most successful one he got, it yeah. was right out in the open. And you saw that a lot more in the yawn fight. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. But, but to speak to that just real quick, just to that point, I mean, Getting takedowns out in the open is difficult, dude. I mean, if you're not if you're not a natural wrestler and you're trying to get takedowns out in the open, the fact mm -hmm. that you can't use the cage and you can't do that, that's if you don't know how to scramble or if you can't get, you know, those angles to where you can get behind or, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but like get your head up and get behind and get those angles without using the cage, dude, it's it's tough to get those takedowns. And as he wore down as yeah. his muscles, in my opinion, as his muscles sucked up that oxygen and he started to gas a little bit, there was no way on God's green earth he was going to get yeah. a takedown in the middle of the, of, the, of the ring again. For sure. And 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 to be <clears throat> honest with you, it was actually Marvin's scrambling that if you watch his previous matches, it's his scrambling, I think, that is really his strongest point. It's not his necessarily his power. It's not necessarily his... his uh, uh, his striking accuracy, it's really his takedowns and scrambling is where he's the strongest, which is why I thought he would do better in this fight than he did. But he just kept going up against the cage and I definitely saw the fatigue because he would shoot and then just stall there to try to really gather the energy to yeah. try to get him to the ground, you know? 
So it, it was it was kind of just a failed plan, I think, is what lost him this fight. A lot of ways, this fight was very similar to um, uh, the Muhammad and um, Damian Maya fight. Damian Maya yeah. kept trying to go for takedowns over and over and over again. Yeah. He just could not get it. Yeah, that was hard to watch. He just Maya looked old, dude, in that fight. Yeah. And he is we'll old. There. He's 43 years old, but now we'll he's, get there. Now he's calling for Nate Diaz for his last fight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So the co-main uh, is for the flyweight championship. This is the rematch. Brandon Marino from Tijuana, Mexico, taking on uh, Davidson Figueroa, the champion. Biggie. Biggie Smalls. Um, wow. Uh, that was, that was the, the best moment of the night, dude, was, the, was, was. this fight, dude. I picked Marino, but I didn't expect this kind of result. He pretty much dominated him the entire fight. Uh, he looked, he, yeah, he looked fast. He looked fucking on point. He looked accurate. He looked smooth. He looked dedicated. He was ready to go out there and win this fight. Yeah, I I don't know. Did Figueroa look off to you guys? 100%. Yeah, yeah he did. You think the weight cut's getting to him? Because he's missed weight a few times. Well, when you weigh in with 40 seconds left on the clock, uh, that says something, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yep. You get a drop and everything. Oh, fuck. Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he weighed but, in with but, 40 seconds left. He was hurting for sure. Moreno, in his interview, says that he noticed uh, a, a mentally different uh, figure. Yeah. He said this. he kept his glasses on. He's like, he goes, I already won the fight by the weigh-in, you know, by him not wanting to look me in the eyes. And he's like, once he, he goes, pushed him, he it. said he knew the fight was his. Yeah. Like he knew that he was broken mentally at that point, you know? And Moreno just looked fucking ready, dude. And he looked fucking on point, dude. Did you see the press con the post-fight press conference from Moreno? I watched part of it, yeah. They asked him about Figueroa and, and this character that he's building, and Moreno's like you know, he just tried too hard to be the bad guy. He just, uh, he's got a family and he's got the kids and he's a good guy. And, you know, he's just, just an act. And I was like, fuck, dude. He, he basically called this guy fake. Yeah. Um, You know, and I know the UFC was, they were banking on this guy. They thought this guy was the next big star. But, man, they got a star in Marino. He blew the fucking roof off that place. The only guy that was more over than him there was Nate Diaz, which we'll get to that. Yeah. But, and granted, I know they're in Arizona, and there's probably a big Mexican crowd um, there, and, and, and I get that. But um, this is the first Mexican-born UFC champion. They already had a mural painted in his honor. Yeah, in like Tijuana, 24 hours, dude. Which is great. Um, yeah. You know, I love this, the, the I comeback say, story. Yeah, I was going to say, I love these stories, like his and, and Oliveira and stuff. Like, these guys that have been that have just worked their way up and just started beating fools, you know, and we're kind of the underdog and they come out and they fucking win in like an exciting fashion and finish the fight. There's no, there's no questions asked. You know what I mean? Well, this and, kid, uh, he, he goes tough enough. Um, he loses, I think three fights. He gets cut from the UFC. He comes back, he makes a run. He gets a title shot kind of out of nowhere. I think he was an alternate, right? Cause Gar Garbrandt was supposed to challenge Figure yeah, it out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Marino stepped in. They have a fucking war. They go to a draw. So obviously you make the rematch. And now the kid's the champion. And it was fantastic. Um, Greg, take us through the finish of this fight. Because it was really, obviously, jiu-jitsu is what got it done here. Yeah, he ends up uh, scrambling and, and really getting to the back. And then, you know, right when he got the body triangle, I knew that he was going to Number one, Moreno is the best off of when he's on the back, dude. That's where he gets a lot of his submissions is rear naked choke. He gets his hooks in. But as soon as he got that body triangle, that is so hard to get out of that I knew that the way that Davison was fighting, uh, eventually he was going to sink that choke in, dude. And as soon as he sank it in, it was, it was done, dude. But he was just in a really locked position to where, like I said, Moreno was the strongest from that spot. So... He was just in a bad spot, but he was quick to scramble to get to his back. And then as soon as he just sank the hook in, switched the body triangle, it was done. Yeah. 
I, I, uh, when I saw the first fight, I knew immediately that uh, Figueredo was, if I want to use the word intimidated the right way, because the hype around Figueredo was he was a savage from the favelas and he just would eat your face off and yeah. you know, eat your fucking just maul you and knock you out and fucking piss on you while you're on the ground. He's Blanca, dude. They found him in the Brazilian jungle. Right, exactly. They fucking let him out of the cage. And and then you get this freaking Mexican warrior who's has all his ancestors, Aztec and Mayan blood running through his veins. <laughs> and he's just fucking going to war because that's the only thing his brain will let him know. Yeah. And they have this fucking ultimate scrap and it's a draw. And then I think Figueredo, uh, I think, like you guys said, I think he lost it before that because he knew this guy wasn't wasn't going to come to fucking lay down because mm -hmm. he was a scary fucking Blanca guy in the in the Brazilian jungle. Now, with that being said, the first Mexican-born champion, that's fucking awesome. But what impressed me even more than any of that is fucking Figueredo lifting him fucking up and walking him around the cage with his arm in the fucking head. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking badass. That was that class act. That was awesome. Class act, one hundred percent. It made it made that moment like more special. That you know what? There, he's acknowledging the fucking wars that these guys have had, and he's like, you know what? You fucking came out on top and won that, and respect. You know, I love that kind of shit, dude. It, that's how, what makes this sport fucking awesome. You know what I mean? How fucking funny is this that Chael Pisan and his prediction on this fight was like the undefeated champion. Not only do I think champion. that Figueroa is gonna win this fight. He's going to dominate. He's going to dominate every round of this fight, every minute of this fight, and he's going to finish it in the fourth round. Dude, anytime that guy says that this other guy's going to win, you got you better bet the house on that other dude. <laughs> I mean, the only fight I think he got right was the main event. Yeah, I think we all got that right. Yeah, so we get to the Nate Diaz, uh, Leon Edwards, five-round clown show. For some reason, this is a, a five-round fight, and they're talking about Nate Diaz, who's not even ranked, getting the title shot if he wins this fight. Uh, he goes out there. Chel Sonnen also picked Nate Diaz to win this fight and pretty much gets his fucking ass kicked for five rounds. The last minute of the fight, he stuns Edwards. And keep in mind, Nate Diaz is bleeding out of both sides of his head. There's brain coming out and everything. <laughs> wobbles him and Leon just goes into survival mode at this point. Yeah. And Nate show showboating still though, instead of going for the kill, he, he clips him, sees he's got him wobbled and points at him instead of moving in. And so the fight ends, Leon gets the win obviously, but everybody's just talking about, we talked about this earlier. Well, the one uh, great thing that came out of that, just to point that out, that's a fucking iconic photo, dude. <laughs> Leon Edwards just fucking lights out and, and Nate's just sitting there pointing at him in the middle of the ring. That's fucking yeah. badass, dude. Yeah. I saw a photo of that. I was like, that's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy ending, dude. I'm not going to lie. Was. It that, was. I mean, you know, you can say, and and to, to your point, you can say what you want about Nate Diaz's record and his skills, but the guy is never out of a fight. He's fucking, he's tough as nails, dude. That's the fucking truth. Oh, yeah. He you took know? a beating in this fight, dude. For him to every not go fight. to sleep. Every yeah. fight, he takes a beating. Yeah. The guy's literally been knocked out once in his fucking career, dude. So <laughs> he's tough as nails, and he's got a fucking granite chin, dude. But Who yeah, would have thought out of all the guys that have Nate Diaz has fought, Josh the Punk Thompson is the one guy that put him to sleep. I know. That's crazy. Not that he was, like, a shitty fighter or anything, but I wouldn't say he's legendary. No, not yeah. at all, yeah. But, um, you know, we have this conversation back and oh, forth. Oh, here we go. And, uh, here we you know, go. Here I, no, we no, go. No. <laughs> I love the Diaz brothers because, in my opinion, they are the true, real fighters left. They don't care about, I mean, and they should, but they don't care about how much they get paid. They just want to fucking scrap. They want to go down, and even when they lose, they win. That's the best part. These these guys are fucking stars, man. Like, people just want to see them scrap because they know what they're going to get. They're not going to get this fucking Izzy Romero shit where they're just walking around fucking scared, standing in front of each other, not wanting to punch. 
they're gonna fucking get down. They're gonna talk shit. They're gonna brawl. They're gonna call them bitches and all this other kind of stuff in the cage. And they're gonna fucking go down swinging. And and just as I figured it would happen sooner or later, Diaz clipped this guy and it was fucking almost over. I mean, oh, if, wow. if, if that was a minute and 30, possibly that 30 seconds could have been lights out for Leon Edwards. But again, the showboating and that kind of thing, it is what it is. That's who they are. But I don't think anybody saw that coming. And when it happened, I was like, there it is. There it the fuck is. There it is. And then he turned it on a little bit, but it wasn't enough time. If he would have knocked him out with fucking five or 10 seconds left, nobody would have gave a shit that he was fucking losing 90,000 rounds to zero. Yeah. Because he is just, yeah, he yeah. is just that fucking guy. And he is a fucking star and nobody can deny that. And that's my argument for the Diaz brothers. Like you said, Greg, to your point, his record is fucking is what it is. You know, he might not be the, the top fucking 10. He might not be top 15, but I'll tell you what, he can fucking go fight top. No, he can fight the fucking champion or the number one ranked guy and still give him hell and probably go all five rounds with the motherfuckers, bro. I, I mean, I, oh, I can't deny that. <clears throat> Nate Diaz, too, is a draw. He, he, he blew yeah. the roof off that place. He does every time he fights. Uh, he sells out UFC fights. They don't need a belt. Um, you know, interesting. I'm looking at the stats of this fight and total strikes. Nate Diaz actually outlanded um, Leon Edwards, 130 to 83. But Leon yep. Edwards had one more significant strike than uh, Nate Diaz. Four for five on the takedowns, though, for Edwards. He was kind of the complete package in this fight. Yeah. But then that last glancing shot, and then Usman tweeted out, yeah, that's not going to get it done, buddy. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> fuck yeah, you. You're not getting a title shot. And Dana said the same Edwards thing. Edwards looked good, Yeah. So, it we is talking about this. Dana White's the question is, does Edwards sit off to the side now and wait for a title shot, or does he fight someone like a Masvidal next, or does he fight? But does he, or does he fight the winner of Wonder Boy and Gilbert Burns or something like that? You know, because that's the thing too. Wonder Boy is also on a run. I think if he beats Gilbert Burns, that'll be five in a row. Um, Wonder Boy has to get. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, how many has has uh edwards won in a row now nine or ten ten i, I think, think ten that's that's a lot of fucking fights to win in a row dude not a lot of killers though and, and yeah but he's also taken any fight that's been offered to him even underranked guys and no, he didn't he's asked no 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 you got to think back dude he turned down a shitload of fights did he yeah he dude. did he turned well, down I colby think... he turned down wonder boy they were gonna cut him and then he said finally i'll fight hamzat okay yeah yeah. I think that was a, I think that was some COVID shit though. I think he was stuck no. in, his, in in he, Europe, wasn't he? No, no, no. He turned him down, dude. Then he was gonna fight yeah, Hamza and then COVID it, happened. That's a different story. Yeah. But I think I think you're right though. If 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 Wonderboy beats Gilbert Burns and it's pretty decisive, he's gonna be a hard one to die at title shot too, dude. Because yeah. you gotta look at who else is gonna be available, especially if Usman beats Colby. Like well, he's one think, guy who fought him, you know. I think the edge, yeah, is that's that's what I was just gonna say. Say, I mean, say what you want. Usman probably beat Wonder Boy. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But I think the one thing he has going for him is he has not fought Usman, and Edwards has. Right. Yes, you can argue he's a better fighter now. I mean, we saw with Poirier, you know, versus Connor, that you know you could become a better fighter and have a different outcome. But I think. You know, maybe maybe the winner of that fight fights Edwards, and that's a championship eliminator. Since Colby is gonna fight um, Usman next, and here's the other thing: Edwards has been so inactive, he's really got to fight again, dude, in four or five months. You know, because it's been so long since he's fought. And I think maybe in that fifth round, it was a little bit of fatigue setting in as well as him getting his bell rung. Yeah. Um. Here's my take on that, and I and I I, I texted this, but if Masvidal fights Edwards, and Edwards loses to Masvidal, 
that looks bad on a guy that's coming off of a loss right. to beat a guy that's coming off a win. Right. And then, for whatever reason, the UFC doesn't fucking like Leon Edwards anyway because Dana is like, nope, he ain't getting the title shot. Nope, he ain't getting the title shot. Because then I feel like he's going to put Wonder Boy even in front of Leon Edwards um, to fight the winner of Kobe uh, Usman. So for whatever reason, I think Edwards has, has put himself, you know, in a hole back there. For whatever reason, Dana doesn't like the guy or whatever he feels about him. But if if he fights Masvidal and he loses, that's it. He's done. No matter, I don't give a fuck how many fights you got. Win streak. Yeah. He's already on thin ice with the UFC, yeah. and he should he should have got the next title shot, 100% off nine wins in a row. I mean, right. whether it was the fucking potatoes or to fucking, you know, legit dudes. Like, right. you still got nine wins in a row, but, yeah. you know, I, I he's got to get in those better standings with the UFC, man. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Damian Maya. Uh, he was beaten soundly. <clears throat> um Dana said this was his last UFC fight. He wants one more with Nate Diaz. I don't see that happening. Nate Diaz, I suspect if Conor McGregor loses to Dustin Poirier next month, that they're going to have that trilogy fight between Diaz and Conor. That's what I think. think. Or BMF2. Go ahead. You know, I think uh, Damian Maia should fight for his last fight. Diego Sanchez. Sure. I like that. I think Diego Sanchez or Cowboy Cerrone, I think those are both good fights. Guys are right out on the end of their career. Both guys have been ranked. And uh, I think that's a good exit fight for those guys, dude. Legend versus legend. Both guys retire after they're done. Fucking end it nice, you know? Yeah. So then we get to the opening contest. And this is the only fight that I got wrong. Holy shit, dude. Even thinking about this makes my gut turn. Paul Craig taking on Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill going into this 8-0. First of all, I didn't know Jamal Hill was talking all kinds of shit before this fight. Did you guys know that? No. Ragging on Scotland and, and everything, dude. Running his mouth. So... Again, this is a jiu-jitsu finish, so we'll let uh, Mr. Jiu-Jitsu man there. Go ahead, Greg. First of all, I mean, Paul Craig looked fucking awesome, dude, with his grappling. I was shocked the fuck that he pulled guard, but once he pulled guard, dude, Hill could not get his arm out, dude. He, He had it fucking tight. He went for, I think, one either, I can't remember if he went for a triangle or an arm bar, one of them, and failed. Ends up getting his arm still, scrambles again and fucking literally gets him in an arm bar and wrenches his arm all the way back to where it goes past his hip. And you literally just see his arm go bend back the other way, dude. And it was awful to watch, dude. And the fact that they showed that on the replay screen 15 times made it even worse, dude. But Paul Craig in the interview afterwards said that he felt the arm pop. He felt all of his tendons tear. And he said that he felt all the muscles just go relaxed after that. And I guess he told the referee that uh, his arm is broken to stop the fight, but the referee didn't do it and Hill didn't submit. So he went to the next one and just started punching him and ended up getting the TKO with and not the submission. But it was nasty, dude. You could know it almost looked like Hill was tapping out because his arm was just flopping on the ground. <laughs> Yeah. He had no control over it. Yeah. As he was just getting punched in the face, like it was horrifying. I'm shocked Dana, that arm wasn't broken, dude. That guy just didn't ref another it. fight that entire night, and Dana White was like, ah, "Fuck that guy. He's never well, gonna ref here again." According to uh, where were they at? Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Right? Yeah. According to Arizona, he's a black belt in karate or jujitsu, and the ref. Yeah, that's and, what I heard too. And uh, he's known for that kind of thing. Like, if that guy refs a fight, or they, he's known for letting motherfuckers get murdered longer than they're supposed to. Yeah, he needs to not be a ref then, dude. That's, oh. that's bad, man. That, that could be serious fucking damage, dude. He's lucky that it was okay. The scariest part about that whole thing, besides, obviously, the arm breaking and all that stuff, was Hill was still fucking in the triangle almost punching the fucking guy he was punching craig on the ground 
while his arm was flapping around. Yeah. And then, and then the ref finally stopped it, and he literally sits there emotionless, and he looks at his arm, and he's like, fuck, my arm's broken. Yeah. But that's it. Like, yeah. I would fucking cry. I would have been crying. I would have fucking called for a medevac. I would have said, bitch, tear the roof <laughs> off this motherfucker. Take me out of here, bitch. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was crazy. crazy. That was oh, the most yeah, nastiest thing I've ever seen, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Craig's on a bit of a run now, so hopefully he can shoot up the ranks. I like the guy. He's a big motherfucker, too. He's a big beast. I like him, too, man. He's And it's good to see some of these guys from other countries on the come up, you know? Um, Scotland. Yeah, dominating right now. With him and JoJo, and, and they're, they're coming up, and you can see some guys from Australia that are coming up because uh, what's his name that fucking fought uh, Drew Dover? Uh, Riddell, that guy's fucking, that fight was fucking awesome, That dude. fight was a banger. That was the fight of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Riddell. Riddell got the win. Uh, the other fight that probably had some championship implications, which is just going to be the next meal served up to Shevchenko because she's going to blow right through whoever she fights next. Lord Murphy gets a split decision over um, JoJo. Just uh, I thought JoJo won the fight. Did you watch this fight, Rich? Um, negative, sir. It was okay. a split decision. Yeah. I uh, again, again, man. I'm not talking shit here. I hope people don't think I am. Oh, here like we go. The, the uh, one and a half, the one and a half people that listen to us, which is only us listening, re-listening to the podcast. <laughs> but yes, if I'm not watching the Bullet or Nunez or uh, even Li Zhang or Doug Rose uh, fight each other, then everybody else is boring, man. They just don't bring the hype. They don't bring the technical skills. They don't bring the power. They don't bring the, 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 they don't bring any of that to the, to the cage, man, unfortunately. And it's like, man, I, I don't, I hate saying that, but it's, it is what it is. That's just the truth. Uh, I'm trying to watch these, these ladies fight and it's just, Unintriguing, and I, I love fighting, dude. I'm a fight fan. I like watching the fucking prelims to the prelims. I like watching the weigh-ins. I like watching the fucking ceremonial weigh-ins. I like watching the post-fight. But these ladies just—they're just not—they're just, not, just not fucking doing it, man. Like they're just not bringing that—that that fire that these top-level girls are. Yeah, there's a hand, handful of top-level where where you actually see legitimate martial arts and things like that, and then. The rest of them are kind of just whatever. Right. Oh, you both are sexist pigs, but um, moving on. <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. The champion, there's the gap between the champions and the rest of the competition is very, very deep. There's just no denying it, man. Um, so, oh, and then the other, ah, I can't remember this kid's name, but it was his first fight. Oh, I think the in the UFC. Yeah, so he knocks his fool out in seven seconds with a one-two. It was devastating. Get jumps on the cage to celebrate, comes off, blows his knee out. <laughs> uh, Terrence McKinney? Yes. So yeah. that was the other uh, thing of note from this night. I would say a pretty good, a pretty good night, especially with the Marino win. Yeah. The devastating arm break. Um, you know, Adesanya and Vittori was okay uh, you know i wouldn't say it was a, a barn burner or anything like that but the fight was fire the the diaz fight was entertaining i think it was a, overall it was a good card dude yeah you know a couple yeah, other things one of the best cards i've seen probably one of the best cards i've seen in a while because i'm i'm writing nate diaz is nuts anyway but you know mm -hmm. one of the best cards i've seen in a while i was actually stoked for this card usually i and I think this is the wrestler inside me, but anytime I watch a big fight, I get nervous. Like I get like antsy and like anxiety and stuff and my heart starts pounding and shit. That's how I was for multiple of those fights. So, uh, you know, that's how I know when it's a good card for me. Yeah. So, uh, a couple a couple things I want to touch on before we get out. There was a boxing match happened a few weeks back. It was Josh Taylor taking on Jose Ramirez. And this was only the sixth time ever that all the titles would be unified in boxing history. It was a great fight. 
Um, the difference, <coughs> excuse me, I think Taylor got a couple knockdowns on Ramirez and that and that pretty much settled it for for the rest of the fight he kind i felt like taylor kind of cruised through rounds eight through 11 tried to turn it back on in the 12th what'd you think about that fight rich yeah i agree with that mike uh i i i didn't think i thought it was going to be a bigger war than it was and it wasn't um and then uh like you said homeboy cruised at the end and and the other dude picked it up the other dude picked it up at the end and it looked like he was trying to gain those rounds back but i think it was yeah. too late um and it that, i mean those kind of fights i i like dude I, I, again i love all kind of you know fighting boxing you know mma all that stuff so when that fight came on mike actually said hey man there's a there's a big fight coming on this weekend and i said oh shit and i ended up watching it and it was actually a fucking really good fight and, yeah you know those kind of things i'm, I'm i want to stay up on for sure that's another guy from Scotland, Greg. Scotland? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so well, let's, clear, let's clear something up first. Let's fucking clear something up, Michael, shall we? Uh-oh. Do it. This fucking guy says that Mike Tyson fought potatoes his whole life and never fought anybody legit. And Mike Tyson- <laughs> I forgot about this. Not, shut up. Mike, Mike Tyson is not the best ever to ever do it. Wait, That's who he said, said that? Mike, Mike said that. He, Mike Tyson fought potatoes. That's what he yeah. said his whole career. Look at his fucking, record. Fucking potatoes his whole career. Knocks out, knocks out Ray Mercer, bitch. Nobody ever touched Ray Mercer. In in over sixty fights, Ray Mercer never got knocked down or wobbled. And Mike Tyson rips his dick off in the first fucking round. Are you kidding me? Did Ray he beat Holyfield? Did he Tyson. beat Holyfield? Yeah. No, of course not. We all know that. But you're telling me that from the time he was 19 years old to the time he fought fucking Holyfield, he wasn't the greatest fucking fighter on the planet? Unifying all those titles? No one, no heavyweight has ever unified all the titles. Not one. And not my, point, my point was, because the reason what this got brought up is because Lennox Lewis fought Mike Tyson. And Rich was saying that Lennox Lewis couldn't hold Tyson's jockstrap. Mm -hmm. And I disagree. I thought Lennox Lewis, I mean, first of all, Lennox Lewis beat him. He, he pretty much out. beat his ass too. He knocked him out. I, Greg, we watched that fight at Scotty Salmon's house. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That wasn't Tyson in his prime though. Let's be honest about that. And Tyson, oh. Tyson in his first 46 fights only had one loss to Buster Douglas. That's pretty good, dude. But he, was two he has a better boxing record than I have, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Lennox Lewis is older than Mike Tyson, so how can you say that Tyson was out of his prime? Tyson was out of his prime. Just because he's older doesn't mean that their primes are the same. Ah, come on, dude. I, I just... I'm not saying that Ty Tyson definitely had a bigger impact because he was knocking out tomato cans in round one all the time. Yeah. Lennox Lewis retired in his prime, dude. Lennox Look Lewis is also an Olympian. He's I know only you had some stake on that, Rich. He's only had two losses in his whole career and ended his career with three fucking wins, dude. Who did? Lennox Lewis. Yes, he had I know. Two losses in his whole career, and, and he, he ended managed up both winning, of those. Beat Mike Tyson, uh, uh, Hasim Rahman, and yeah. and. Klitschko. Those are his last three fights that he won. Yeah. Yeah. And Hasin by Rockman, knockout, knockout and TKO, dude. seen Rockman knocked him the fuck. I watched that fight, bitch. Yeah, Hasin but then he came out and knocked him out. So he just he knocked, knocked out Lewis hard. Lennox Lewis pulled an Anderson Silva in that fight. That's why he lost. Yeah. yeah he yep. went like this. Oh, hit me right that. here. And, and he, he fucking <laughs> knocked him out. But Lewis knocked his ass out in the rematch. All you saw was braids flying in the fucking wind. Right. But look, my, look, point is, look. my point is, my point is this. Shut up. Shut up, Mike. My, <laughs> po my point is this. This is my point. I'm not saying that Lennox Lewis was a bad boxer because he wasn't. He was probably one of the greats coming up in that era. But yeah. Mike Tyson had a bigger impact. And why they didn't scrap before that, I don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe Don King was fucking hiding Mike Tyson, or maybe he wasn't. He was definitely stealing his fucking money. But the thing is, you you can't say Mike Tyson fought fucking tomato cans, bro. 
he fought the best of the fucking best and he knocked out everybody in the fucking first round. He knocked out Michael fucking Spinks, man. And his eyes rolled in the back of his head like he was playing fucking craps, dog. Okay, like, let me, no, no, no. Listen, you said Ray Mercer, right? Yeah. Lex Lewis beat him. Do you remember um, Andrew Glotta? Of course. Yeah, Lennox Lewis beat him. You remember Shannon Briggs? Galata quit, bro. He didn't even want to box no more. I know. Shannon Briggs knocked him the fuck out. He beat Ervander Holyfield. He beat Michael Grant, Francis Botha, David Tua. Dude, the list goes on. Vitaly Klitschko. These are fucking killers that this guy beat. He beat, he, he won a gold medal in the Olympics beating Riddick Bowe, bitch. Then why, then, then what, what's the argument here? Where were they at? Mike Tyson has a bigger impact because he knocked out a bunch of cans in devastating fashion and he raped bitches and went to jail. <laughs> That's why <laughs> he came back out with a tattoo on his eye and he told shit to Lennox Lewis, like, I'm going to eat your children. And he told news reporters at news conferences that he's going to rape them and all kinds of crazy shit. Mike Tyson in the ass. Character. Rape them in the ass. I remember that. All for this every time. That's why you think Connor is one of the greatest of all time, dude. You're crazy, dog. You put the gimmicks <laughs> over the competition. You do. Mike. What about butter? Mike. Go ahead, Greg. Where? What about Butterbean? Can we all agree Butterbean? Butterbean? Now we're talking. <laughs> Yeah. Huh? I'm not with boxing, so I'll let you guys argue. What this. about Dude. him? Is he awesome? So, my lovely bride to be, Emma, is telling me that one of her friends is best friends with Mike Tyson. We're not best friends. Well, then we need to get him on the podcast. She what? She sells him weed products. She sells some weed products. Well, get her on the fucking podcast. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Tyson on the podcast, dude. So, hey, is he nice? Or I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, if Mike Tyson was on the podcast, Mike would be like, you're the greatest boxer in the world, champ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about you. We we, we actually um, ran into Lennox Lewis in a nightclub. We did. In, uh, Palm Springs. He was there. Remember, Sean thought he was the shit, and he got in and met with the champ and all that. And Lennox Lewis wanted to get Danielle in his VIP section. Yes, he did. Let me ask you this. Lennox Lewis you this was question. after uh, petite blonde women that night. Yes, let he was. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Has anybody ever been scared of Lennox Lewis like they were to fight Mike Tyson? Huh. No. Probably not. Are you, so, uh, are you? Is your argument though that Mike Tyson's the scarier fighter or the better fighter? He's both. I I he's, would disagree he's that he's the better fighter. I would say he's the scarier fighter, but I don't think he's, he's not the better, better fighter because he's lost. No, Dude, I think, fought and he lost. I think Mike Tyson is a bigger cultural icon yeah. in boxing, but I don't I think he's agree the better fighter than Lennox Lewis. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Lennox Lewis doesn't say things like, I broke my back, spinal. Spinal. <laughs> he doesn't say shit like that. So, uh, I'll take Lennox all day long over Mike Tyson. That's my opinion. Tyson's a- 58, 58 total fights, Mike Tyson, and six losses. Six losses when he was deranged, biting motherfuckers' ears off. Yeah. Shit like that. Like he was already a lost cause at that point, right? Okay. His his only true loss, in my opinion, was to Buster Douglas, and I watched that fucking fight too. It was badass. He had chlamydia too, I think. He said it, something like that. <laughs> I have chlamydia, <laughs> fucking you know whatever. But um, I think the only true loss was Buster Douglas, and after that, he just fucking went down the spiral of shit, shitsville, to himself. Um, Are you sure that Lennox Lewis was not a unified heavyweight champion? Dude, it says it right here, and I know I know the internet's always telling the truth. 100%. Mike Tyson is the only heavyweight in history to unify the 
WBO, WBA, whatever the fuck, ABC, LMNOP, all those fucking titles, he's the only heavyweight to do it. Okay, because I'm looking at the records for Lewis, and it's like retain WBC, IBO, and but like I, I don't know, I can't keep track of all these federations and everything. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but uh, anyhow, Rich is wrong and I'm right, so let's move on. <laughs> I want to talk oh, about Cody. Look, oh, he became oh. the first heavyweight to own all three major belts. WBA, WBC, and the IBF at the same time. Okay. Tyson's a legend, no doubt. I, I don't think we're disagreeing that both these guys are not legends. It's just a matter of who we think is better, right? You're fucked up in the head if you think that fucking Lennox Lewis is better. Well, that's, my, opinion. that's my opinion. Agree to disagree because we got to move on. Cody Garbrandt and Rob Font. Uh, Garbrandt pretty much was a punching bag for Rob Font in this fight. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> His face uh, looked weird too after that fight, dude. Oh, yeah. Horrible. He had like, he had like, uh, you know, collagen lips and shit. All yeah. That. And front row was the true champ, dude. Fucking Algermain Sterling, dude. He he had his feedback on that fight. The true champ. Is that guy going to fucking fight, dude? Oh, man. That's going to be a hard... I was thinking about this today, dude. That's going to be a hard promotion, dude. Like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do to build up in that fight? And no matter who he fights, all they have to do to talk shit is just say, you're not the real champ. And they're fucking right, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to... You know what they're going to do, bro? They're going to put him on a fucking UFC free fight night on fucking ESPN or something like that. Because that's what it, that's the only way he's going to get viewed, bro. That guy's a fucking bum. Yeah. Like, what are they going to show on the build-up like, commercial for that, dude? Him getting fucking mean in the face and laying there fucking... Like, <laughs> He'll be on a card where, like, there's three title fights or something. <clears throat> he's going to be the third one or something like that. Yeah, he won't be a main event, dude. No. They won't no. do that. Uh, he, could be, he could be a prelim main event. That'd be good. Carla Sparza got a big win. She bloodied up. I cannot remember oh, the young lady's name from China, but she was on a bit of a run. Yeah. So now they're saying she's next in line to fight Thug Rose. Um, I don't know if they should make the rematch. I kind of think they should. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think that's a good call, man. I, I, I think that... Uh, I think Carla looked fucking really good in that fight, dude. Yeah. But did how, did, how many title defenses did did uh, Wei Li Zhang have? have? I think two or three. Uh, yeah, maybe she deserves a rematch, dude. I think I think if you're a champion and you defended your belt a few times and, and, and you know and it's a close fight or, or or you know or you get caught, I think that that kind of warrants a rematch, but. If not, I mean, definitely Carla is, is next in line for that, dude. Yeah. You think she deserves a shot at the bell, Rich? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think she's come a long way. She was the first uh, women's strawweight champion out of the tough show. Mm -hmm. um, she thug, lost right? the belt. What's that? She beat Thug to win the belt, correct? She beat yeah. Thug Rose to, to, to win the belt. The story um, there writes itself. She had some bumps and bruises uh, on the way up. Um, I think um, I think at the beginning of her career, she didn't uh, evolve with the sport like a lot of the other people were doing. Yeah. And I think she stayed one dimensional and I think she's, she stayed too much wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with Coach Oyama and uh, uh, Jiva Santana, they call him the arm collector, uh, his, he, her jiu-jitsu coach, I think she came a long way and you saw it in the wrestling part of her of that fight where she not only did she get takedowns she looked like a buzzsaw dude she was moving so fast in the takedowns i mean it looked like she could scramble and be that hype for fucking five rounds exactly like like a like a, like a like a fucking energizer bunny on crack or something like that you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like she was going off and i was i was so happy that she could do that and and um and maintain that high level of uh, of learning and evolving. So I think she evolved. 
I think her her fighting's gotten better. And if you listen to our earlier podcast, which none of you have, of course, but you know, I was kind of down on her because I used to train with her back in the day, and you know, it looked like she was going down. Unfortunately, I think at one point I thought she was going to get cut. She was even saying on like her Twitter and her Instagrams or whatever um, that she was broke and she had to sell her fucking motorcycle that she won from Tough to make ends meet. So I think she evolved. I think she did the right things. I think she deserves a title shot. And uh, I can't wait to see that rematch with her and uh, Thug Rose. Yeah, one one wrench in that division too is uh, my girl Tatiana Suarez is coming back, dude. And she fucking beat her and she's undefeated, dude. So let's talk about the battle of the thoughts in Bare Knuckle. Paige Van Zandt taking on um, Rachel... Ostovich. 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 Is it is it a topless fight or they they're they're it, I don't it know was, it, it wasn't it was just for, for it was that. just a it was a bare knuckle fight and it was gorgeous. Uh did they already fight? Any, does anybody actually watch the bare knuckle fighting championship, dude? I don't know. Nah. I only watched when, when Polly Malinaji fought uh what's his face? Yeah. But I mean like their biggest stars are like Chris Lieben, dude. Like, what does that tell you, dude? Yeah. CT Lieben? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Ma- Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. They that's made that good fight. fight dude. Good one. I yeah. like it. I'm taking I, Max on that one, but that's going to be a good fucking fight. I, I think I disagree. I think Max fucking fucks this guy up. I, I, don't, I don't see where... I, I mean, Yair is good on his feet, and he has good... Um, um kicks and good technical stuff like that but i just i don't see max falling for any of that shit i think uh max and the uh, uh volkanovsky are the two best guys in that fucking weight class i don't even think ortega has anything for max again if they fought again i think max would put him into a fucking uh rumpelstiltskin sleep again and he won't come back for a fucking another year and a half the way the way max did him that's my Go opinion ahead. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't see Yair Rodriguez. I, that fight, I, dude. I, when he fought Ortega, and he grabs Ortega's hands, it's like, look, you got to block like this. Show, yeah, dude. Like a puppet showing him how to block was just incredible. Yeah. And Max's last fight against Calvin Tar. Holy shit, man. That was terrifying. Yeah. Dude, he's screaming at fucking Joe Rogan and DC. I'm the best fucking boxer. I'm the best as he's fucking dodging punches. Just, yeah. Oh my God. Next level, dude. Next level for sure. I just don't see anybody out of the top one or two. I don't know what, what's Yair ranked? He's up there. I want to say he's yeah. probably three. I'm he sure is. he's up there. I'm, I'm here. He's ranked number three. Yeah. See, I, I just don't see anybody. It's, it's Max and Volkanovsky, man. And they got to go again. Um, We've talked about this plenty of times. Um, I don't know if Ortega has the style to beat Max. I don't think uh, Yair Rodriguez does either. But there I go, probably going to eat my words. Max might be asleep on the canvas in fucking 15 (laughs) seconds. John Jones. I wrote his name down on here, but I don't even remember what we were going to talk about with him. Who cares? Move on. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the last thing here, and I don't think this happened since the last time we talked, Joshua Fabia and Diego Sanchez, they've ended their relationship. I don't think we talked about this last time, right? No, I don't think we did. So Fabia came on a podcast and threw Diego under the bus, said he was molested as a child and he's an alcoholic, he's a drug addict. Yeah. Uh, he's a deadbeat dad. He took steroids in high school or college or whatever. Yeah. They were yeah. confronting him about the OnlyFans. And Rich, what did he say? Like, you guys don't know anything about marketing? Yeah, he said he's like, he goes, you obviously have no idea about that kind of market or whatever. Like, basically saying, you know, I'll sell Diego's sexy little ass because that's what the market demands, dude. Yeah. You know? Like, the, the shit on his OnlyFans was saying stuff like, don't you want to see that tight butt and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, shout out guy, to Jesse on fire. On- Jesse on fire, yeah. I yeah, can't think about doing the music. Yeah, I mean, dude, 
everybody called it from the beginning. That guy was a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what, though? I Like I said before, I got to give that guy one. Okay, maybe not 1%. Maybe like half of a half of a percent. He definitely stood up for Diego. Whether whether he wanted Diego inside of him after that is a different story, right? But what I'm saying is he stood up for that guy in, in fucking Matt Sarah in front of fucking Megan O'Leary, that whole crew, fucking where he would have got fucking his asshole kicked so hard. I mean, not even a question, right? But he stood up for the guy and... I, I disagree I with that, dude. I, I think when the incidences you see of him talking to Matt Sarah and Paul Felder and Megan he made it about himself, dude. He he, he somewhat right. talked about Diego, but mostly he was disappointed about people not knowing his name and not getting to know the real him, the school of self-awareness and this and that and, and tarnishing yeah, right. his name. And it's like, bro, get over yourself. You don't see fucking managers. You don't see Ollie out there fucking saying, where's my name, this and that, like, he builds his fucking fighters up, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm. It, it's re- ridiculous, dude. That to, you, to steal a lot of these managers you see in the shadows, dude. You don't fucking see them in the forefront like this. Okay, just th- th- steal an old school pro wrestling analogy here. When you see the Paul Bears and the Jim Cornettes come out with their star yes. wrestler, yes. The point of them is to get over the the star, right. not themselves, and that's what Joshua Fabia was doing here. Yeah. Um. Speaking of fake shit and wrestling, Jake Paul, I, f- I forgot to bring this up. I'm sorry, Logan Paul boxed Floyd Mayweather <laughs> in an eight-round exhibition. Boxed, right? <laughs> yeah. It goes eight rounds. I-, I cannot believe that, dude. Like, do we think Floyd is really muddying his legacy at this point? Yeah. No. I, don't I mean, he made $100 million, dude. That's more right. money than I made this week, dude. Right. Like, listen, Floyd Mayweather is fucking retired. He he did an exhibition fight with that fucking resin guy who was the greatest fucking youngest kickboxer ever and fucked him up in one round. Um, the size discrepancy from him and big. Logan Paul was huge. And he still walked him down in the ring. He's not fucking a fighter anymore, dude. He's a fucking entertainer. And he just made 100 kabillion trillion zillion bucks right in your fucking face. And a lot of motherfuckers bought the fucking pay-per-view. And of course I didn't. I may or may not may have had a a different way of watching that. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. He's not tarnishing anything, dude. It 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 would be like it would be like um it would be like fucking like these guys from the UFC that need to retire, like Diego and like fucking Maya and like, you know, even Robbie Lawler, these kind of guys. Like to me, those guys are more tarnishing their their uh, legacy by, by still getting in these fights and getting fucked up versus somebody like Floyd who's fucking retired. He yeah. negotiates a hundred million dollars. All the fucking pay-per-views are going to him. And I guarantee you, he fucking puts stipulations in that contract like, all right, if you hit me on my fucking ribs, I'm going to fucking charge you $20,000 per rib shot. If you fucking step on my toes, I'm telling you right now, you're going to fucking pay me 30000 each toe step. You know what I mean? Like, that's what Floyd does. Yeah. So that's a I, great transition to the final thing I want to bring up. Hold on. Before that, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think necessarily Floyd is tarn- tarnishing his name, but I do think with this whole aura surrounding the Paul brothers. I think boxing in general is kind of being tarnished, dude. And the fact that Showtime gave the Paul brothers a fucking deal to to, to, to do this, this is almost like the UFC giving it an exclusive deal to CM Punk, dude. Like, where where he's the star of the show, you know what it I mean? It always goes like, back to CM Punk. It, it is, <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's two people who aren't professional boxers, but are good at marketing. And I will give the Paul brothers that, dude. They're making fucking millions, dude. They made $20 million in that fight. It's, they're good at marketing, but it's tarnishing the name of boxing because that's where all the excitement is, is these YouTubers and not the real talent, it, 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 excluding guys like Canelo, dude. Like, like, like the, the fight we just talked about. Him. Huh? With Josh Taylor and Ramirez. Nobody even knew that fight happened and it was a fucking unification battle. I don't even know who those guys are, but I know yeah. who the fucking Paul brothers are. 
Yeah. Greg, that still brings me to my last point here. Yeah. So this fight has now been made official. And talk about putting your legacy on the line. Tyron Woodley is going to box Jake Paul on Showtime. This is not an exhibition. This is an actual fight, correct? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yes. Okay. If Did Woodley loses this fight. On this, by the way? What? You see Dana White's comments on this? Because they were like, yes, tired. Like, I did. Oh, yeah, Tyron said he's making more than he's ever made in his career. He's like, he's full of shit. He's all, how much is he making? And they're like, uh, he's like, that's what I thought. He's like, he's like, he's not making the most he's ever he made. He said, this guy's over 40 years old. He hasn't won a fight in three years. And he's supposed yeah. to be good at this. He fucking shit all over him. Yeah. He, he straight up asked them. He's like, okay, tell me what he's making. And I'll tell you if it's the most he's ever made. And they're like, uh, I don't know. He's like, okay, shut the fuck yeah. up. Oh, yeah. the reporters love, love bringing up Triller in every post-fight, dude. I know. Because they know they're going to crack Dana White every time. <laughs> do, do we think um, this kid has a chance? I think he does. I'm scared, dude. I do. Unfortunately, I think he does. I, I want to see him asleep on the mat with Tyron's gorgeous blackness standing over him. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And I wish and I and I hope it does. But you got to remember this. Tyron Woodley is a, a, was an elite, elite wrestler. Um, actually, Ben Askren was better than him, which is funny. But and he's an all around monster beast athlete. Like he's, he's genetically he's genetically like like Joel Romero or something like that, like the guy the guy will never look fat in his life the guy will never like lose his you know his physique and he's a damn athlete so he definitely has his chance if he can set that right that right hook up the way he does it yeah i think i think uh homeboy's going nighty night i agree the main thing i was thinking about though is the main problem that tyron has had in his last four or five fights is his main issue is he's had a hard time getting going like he has a hard time finding rhythm he has a hard time just getting going in a fight and i think if jake comes out and just starts putting pressure on him whether tyron's a better boxer or not we'll see but i think he's had a hard time lately dealing with pressure and i think that if he has enough pressure on him we'll see what happens because he hasn't been able to recover from pressure in the last what, three or four fights that he's had. So we'll see. I mean, and, and just to, to that point, Greg, I don't disagree, but I think we have to remember that there's no takedowns. There's no leg true, kicks. True, true. So the pressure that he was getting put on by Colby and Usman. And Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns were fucking takedowns and getting smothered and yeah. not being able to get those punches off and stuff like that. Yeah. Even against the, uh, the Luke A fight, man, that was fucking badass, dude. Like, he looked like a different Tyron Woodley. He looked like he was ready to go a little wild for me, but right. he, he fucking got out there. He fucking got going. He was throwing those punches a little bit wild, but then, you know, he got caught and then you go to sleep when you get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We will uh, be back next month sometime for UFC. What is it? 264. Yep. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, three the trilogy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rich can't wait. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time.